Welcome to the Hustlers Manifesto podcast. We jailbreak from toxic hustle culture. We take Hustler back from the belief that bigger is better, security is contingent on compliance, and freedom is reserved for the powerful. I'm your host, Sarah Duran. I'm not here to tell you how to make a quick buck. I'm here to change the way work is done so we can live more meaningful lives right now instead of betting on an uncertain future. If you value this content, please rate it and comment on this podcast wherever you get it. Thanks for being part of the movement. Hi, Tori. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Thank you so much for being here. I'm thrilled. I know it's been like a few months since we like decided to have this conversation. So I'm thrilled that we get to um, do it. Um, let's start off with the first three questions that I ask everyone at the top, which is who are you? What is your work? And why do you do it? Yeah, so I am Tori Barker. I am a digital marketing, fractional CMO, podcast marketing strategist. Um, I will get into this a little bit more, but I uh, work for a company called Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing, and then I own my own business, which is creative marketing. So we'll talk about all of that, what that means, how we'll um, just unpack all of that. Um, And then the reason why I do what I do, um, I love to be creative and I love to help people and I love to serve. And so the talents that I have allow me to do that um, and help other business owners and other entrepreneurs. So it's just a passion for me to, to help uh, see other people succeed. I love it. So let's let's go there. Tell us a little bit about your, I'd love to hear just a little bit about your journey. Like how did you start working for yourself? And like you recently um, just went through sort of like a, transition I think the term I used before we hit record is like not a hard pivot but like a 45 degree (laughs) angle or maybe just like adding a stream I don't know how you want to describe it so tell us about tell us a little bit about like how you got to where you are today absolutely so my journey um some people may be able to relate I came from about 15 years of corporate um marketing so I was in the corporate world for about 15 years doing marketing um for a couple different uh, businesses and companies and then about four and a half years ago decided that um I wanted to go out on my own and use my creative talents to do um anything that i could you know i I wanted to be innovative and i wanted to help multiple people um and try to utilize the skills that i had to do that so i started my own business which was called creative marketing which is a digital marketing agency um at the time and um so for about four years i was growing that business um as a digital marketing agency and helping small to mid-sized businesses um, grow and scale their business and about uh, half a year ago, <laughs> I um, had met a friend of mine uh, through a podcast um, mastermind uh, group that we're part of. And we're both podcasters, both digital marketing agency owners. And we started talking about collaboration and we would we would uh, swap services and, you know, I would do some um, service work and he would do some service work for me as well. And so then we started talking about um, possibilities of merging our businesses together to help and scale and grow um, as a, a combined force. And so with that, um, at that time, I was also kind of in this this discovery phase, if you will. 
And I was really loving the podcast space because I am a podcast host. I've had a podcast in 2019 for about a year um, with a colleague of mine and that kind of fizzled out with COVID coming in. And then after COVID started my own podcast called the Creative Visionaries Podcast. And so I've loved the podcasting space, the community that comes along with podcasting and just everything about it, uh, especially the marketing side of things. And so I had this kind of turmoil inside that I wanted to continue doing digital marketing and helping these small mid-sized businesses, service-based businesses, but I also wanted to help podcasters. And so right at that time when my friend and colleague, Michael Bozinski reached out to me and we talked about this collaboration idea, merger possibilities, um, this gave me the opportunity to merge creative marketing, the digital marketing side with buzzworthy integrated marketing. And in doing so, I have been rebranding creative marketing to help with the podcast marketing and strategy side of things for podcasters. So I'm really, like you said, I'm kind of in this shift, right? And But I also feel like I have the best of both worlds, right? Because I get have these two passions of mine, which is helping businesses, business owners, service-based businesses with digital marketing. And then I get to help those podcasters who may also be business owners, um with marketing their podcasts and using that as an avenue of, of marketing for their business so that's kind of how i got to where i am today and man it's uh it's been fun it's been rough it's been uh <laughs> exciting i'm still in the midst of it but um yeah it's it's a wonderful um blessing to be in right now so apparently it is a small world because when you said buzzworthy media i was like I wonder if that is Michael Krasinski. Do you know Michael? Yeah. So he was on before, like the previous version of this podcast, which was called The Freelance Revolution. Um, we had him on as a guest on our podcast yeah. and I was on his podcast. Awesome. Um, yeah. So that's, um, I was like, I wonder. <laughs> so that is awesome. Um, small world. Um, yeah. Tell it, tell me about like, what is, because I know like, I mean, there's so many directions we could go with this. <laughs> um, when you grow, when you start growing a business as a solopreneur, you sort of get to this place in your business where um, you have to make some decisions about growing, scaling, hiring a team, partnering up with someone. Um, and I think that there's like conventional wisdom about like what that's supposed to look like. I think the sort of the um, process that we're told is that like, you've grown a successful business. So now it's like yeah. time to hire a team, time to like start managing people instead of doing, right? Start like doing like, and so tell me, and I think that that can be absolutely 100% true for a lot of people where it's like, okay, that is the right transition point. I also see right. sometimes what happens is like people start doing that and then they start managing people instead of doing the work that they love and mm -hmm. that then they're like, oh, I actually don't like managing people. Like what, the, why did I do this? And then they, you know, they have to think about restructuring it anyways. And so I'm curious about that sort of that trajectory for you and then like how you feel. And again, like you have these two different sides of your business now. Yeah. yeah. Um, like how was that process for you? And like, did you go through some of those same like questions for yourself? What are some of those iterations that happened for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so in the infancy of my company, um, I quickly grew it to six figures. And when I hit six figures, I was like, wow, that was amazing, right? And so I came 
to like I was I would read and I'd listen to podcasts about businesses, growing businesses, scaling businesses, all that stuff, because my background is not in business or finance. It's in marketing, right? I'm a digital marketer. I have a skill. I'm a you know technician in the marketing space. And so that side of the business was always a learning curve for me of the business operations and all that stuff. So I did a lot of education and learning on my own to understand what it took to grow a business and that sort of thing. So um, you know, as I was going through this, there, there were a couple books and, and pieces of information that really stood out to me. And, and I don't know if you're familiar with them or your, or your listeners are, but there's the EOS process. Mm -hmm. And, um, so EOS talks about the different structures in your business and how that you have to have, um, not necessarily hierarchies, but there's a creative and there's an integrator or visionary um in your business and then you have management in these key elements of the business so it's usually sales and marketing it's it it's customer service like there's these different kind of um avenues and so i learned a lot about uh, business structure by reading that and then i also learned from profit first and um so those are some really interesting and i think eos there's you can find it mike mccallowitz is the author um, but you can learn about EOS and um, the book uh, Profit First and Traction and that sort of thing. So those are really good resources for your listeners. But that really taught me about, um, you know, how when I'm growing this business, creative marketing, digital marketing, in order to scale, I had to get myself outside of the doing, right? Because I was the technician. Um, and so I, I I began hiring a team and I had um, tools that I would use um you know software pieces to to manage and streamline the business and so as i grew and grew and grew there was only so much uh of me to go around and i wasn't doing the things that i love to do which was the the strategy the creative part um and so i was really torn on how to shift my business in order to get to that place because you know cash flow is always an issue when you're a solopreneur and growing a business, you gotta have cash flow, And so that's where Profit First really put that into perspective for me of how to structure the finances that are coming in from the sales that you're making, right? You should have allocated uh, percentages of your sales go to different pieces of you know, um, income, profit, expenses, whatever that might be um, for your business. And so that really taught me a lot about how I needed to shift my focus and I know I'm kind of all over the place, but, <laughs> but, um, but that taught me that, you know, growing the business, which I did, um, I, I still had some pitfalls in, in the software and the team behind me that was lacking. And so when Michael and I um, were talking, he's like, you know, I've already got this side, you've got this side. And so it made sense for us to do this you know, merger type, uh, you know, uh, relationship. And so for me, you know, I'm about collaboration and I'm about, um, you know, helping other people and, and working smarter, not harder. Right. And so I, I thought that this was the perfect opportunity to come into buzzworthy marketing, um, and do the things that I loved. Right. So the strategy, the marketing, um, all the creative and client relationship, making sure the clients are, are taken care of and the businesses are growing and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of the process that I went through and how I kind of educated myself on, on what to do. And so now 
you know, I'm still in the learning process as a business owner, um, growing my creative marketing, uh, podcast marketing side of things. But I feel like now having gone through this experience of growing a business and then now merging it with another, it gives me a different perspective as a business owner, um, to know the things that I can do better, um, and continue to improve on and learn from as I grow. Um, I love all of that. The <laughs> thing that, the thing that it's, the other question I have about this is, I think the other thing that I see a lot with solopreneurs that get into this cycle where they're like growing and expanding and then, you know what I mean? Building a business is like, you yeah. also get to a place and you touched on it a little bit too, of like, it's not just like, you're not, you start getting farther and farther away from like the work that you like doing. Um, which yeah. again, like some people are put on this earth to like manage teams of people. And that is what, yeah. that is their gift to the world. Um, <laughs> and so there's not everyone, right? Like some people yeah. that is absolutely what they're supposed to be doing or like running a business, like you said, like the operation side of a business, like that is sort of like where um, a lot of my skill sets lie is like, I'm like put on this world to like make things run efficiently, <laughs> um, connect dots for people. Um but I think also what happens is like you get and I heard you say it because like you were like, well, I didn't know how to run a business. And so you like did all this work and like built this amazing structure. Right. Which I think is like yeah. how most of us do it. Like no one teaches us how to do that. Right. Um, right. And then um, you sort of had it. I mean, I think you did say there was like some gaps, but you also like had grown this like machine that you like had like dialed in. Um, but what I think I hear you saying is you also were like, I need to build something new. Like I'm like craving this like other thing, like building a new thing. Um, yeah. And so that's another thing that I see a lot with people that get to this stage where it's like, you've built what anyone would look at you and be like, well, you've, you have it all. Like, why would you want to start something new? Why would you want to um, do a new thing when like you have this thing that like most people can't build something like this? <laughs> um why would you go off and start something new um I mean like tell us about that I'm just like so curious about um I have this same gift curse I don't know what to call it where it's like every time I build something and then it starts working I'm like great I've dialed that in but now I need a new challenge um mm -hmm. like tell us a little bit about this like other side of your business and the process of like growing that yeah. So, um, it's funny because I, I read a book in my education learning phase, which I still do, but, uh, it's called rocket fuel. And so in rocket fuel, you, it, they basically talk about two different types of business owners, a, a visionary and an integrator. And so I really identified with, um, the role of visionary. And so lots of big ideas, um, always trying to figure things out and having, you know, different pieces of, of, you know, passions that you want to follow and sort of that sort of thing. And so that was one piece of it. Right. And then in growing my business, like I said, I started this podcast and somehow just this podcasting space became a huge passion for me. And so, like I said, when I grew my business, I was in this turmoil of like, well, I still really love digital marketing and I, I love helping small businesses, but I also kind of have this little like desire to do podcast marketing because it's been such a benefit for 
growing my business. That's how I leveraged the growth of my business was through the connections and networking and the podcast um, marketing that I was doing. And so I had this huge passion to, to do that as well. And so, like I said, this was, you know, when Michael and I started talking, this was a blessing in disguise because it gave me that opportunity to still do both things. And so I love, um, you know, the digital marketing side of things, but now it's kind of like I have this new baby or this new business um, on the side that I'm kind of nurturing and growing um, because of the passion that I had uh, for myself and the success that I saw as a business owner myself um, to now help uh, other podcasters um, do the same. Tell me about what it's like because I also have this same struggle where like I do like a bunch of different things in my business. Like I sort of run like two to three like different businesses. <laughs> um, and so, and we talked about this a little bit before we hit record. Like when, when you're talking to different, like how do you talk to different people about like what you do? And I mm -hmm. think a connected question to that is like, I think something that we are always told is that it is um, easier to just focus on one it might be easier to just focus on right, one right. thing, right? Niche down, get super specific about the who and the what and the problems you're solving for them and all those things. And I fundamentally do believe that that's true. I just yeah. do it in like different ways. Different <laughs> um, so I do think that's true, but I'm, but I also am like, it doesn't, that also doesn't leave like a lot of room for this like type of, you know, exploration where you like found this thing and you were like, oh, I like really love this thing. How do I grow this thing while still holding on to this other thing which I got yeah. like a lot of conventional like business wisdom doesn't always make room for that um well yeah and I think my situation's a little unique because it's both marketing right so marketing is at the base of everything that I do the creative the marketing the strategy and so when I'm talking to people like if I'm doing um, networking or that sort of thing, like I always have kind of both sides of my brain turned on um, when I'm thinking about service-based digital marketing and podcast marketing, because I think the two really mesh together well. So even if I start out with a client or um, a prospect or meet somebody new who does digital marketing, if there is an avenue for them to utilize podcasting in their business, that's just another level of service that I can offer and vice versa. If there's somebody who has a podcast and they're using that as a marketing tool to grow their business, there's usually other elements in their business that they might need support with on the digital marketing side, like SEO or a website or email marketing. And all of those things really tie in together because the way that I look at it is podcast marketing is just like another facet of marketing. It's like that email marketing. It's like a website marketing campaign. You know, it's just one level of marketing that you can do to grow your business, your authority, um, your thought leadership in whatever space. You can do it even as an author, right? So authors can utilize a podcast to grow their audience um, and their, their, you know, viewership, listenership, uh, readers for books that they've written. So there's just so many different levels. And like I said, it, I'm unique because the two pieces still kind of work well together or complement one another. So it's it's not so hard for me to to differentiate when I'm talking to someone like, 
you know, you know, like I, I do marketing, but then I also do, um, you know, like finance, like that, that's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, like the two complement each other really well. Um, so if I can help in one avenue, I, I can take them down that route. If I can help in the other avenue, then I'll go down that route too. So it just makes it a little bit easier, but yeah, <laughs> sometimes still confusing, you know. I mean, sometimes still confusing, but also what I hear you saying, and this is something that like, I continue to like tease out for myself of like, what is the through line between all of the different things do. that I do? And there is a through line um, yeah. for you that through through line feels like a little bit more obvious. But I also think that for um, like, I know a lot of other freelancers who also like coach and do content and provide services for yeah. other freelancers similar to what I do. And for all of them, it's a different, it's different through line. Like mine is like, yeah very much like project management and project strategy and like execution. Like how do we take what you want to do and get it from the idea through to the, you know, it actually exists. Um, And for other people, it's, it's content for other people, it's marketing. Um, But there is always a through line. And so, which is interesting when you're saying that what you're saying that it's like sort of just like a little bit of an epiphany for me where I'm like, it's, um, back to like what I'm sort of saying about this like conventional wisdom of like niche down and like et cetera et cetera yeah. like I still think that's true but you're you're also like connecting together if you have these like sort of other phases or like side hustles or whatever you want to call them yeah. they're still all fundamentally connected by something that is like intrinsic Absolutely. to you right like for you it's like creativity and um marketing and like helping people sort of like get their um get themselves out into the world. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Because, um, you know, for me, it was a discovery phase of like self-discovery and identifying what that through line was or what my true passions were, what uh, seat I'm supposed to be in, uh, you know, where's my zone of genius, if you will. And so for me, it just took some time of reflection. You know, there's different um, things that, you know, people tell you to do, you know, meditation or journaling or whatever that might be. But really, you need to take that time to see those common threads, to identify those pieces in your business or, you know, find, you know, when you're working on projects, what is it about that project that you really love? Um, and what lights you up? What gets you excited? And that for me has always been marketing or being creative. And um, so it was just a matter of putting those pieces together, right? like going through, like I said, the discovery phase of like, what what means the most to me? What is important to me? What do I wanna do? Where do I feel like I really um, can excel? And so just being able to, to help people be creative and utilize marketing skills that I have has been you know a huge benefit to niching into podcast marketing and niching into service-based businesses. Um, but there is that common thread that I identified for myself, which is the marketing uh, creative aspect of it. I love that. Um, I could not agree more. I think that that is a lesson that I learned later on that just this like self-reflection piece where when I started my business, I was like, I was, I was conscious of some of that. So I was like, Mm -hmm. what I'm doing now is not working. That, that feels (laughs) clear. And so I need to do something else. And then, um, 
you know, as I started to get more clients and sort of like, and I'm like a little bit more of a generalist, I think, than you are. And so it took me a little bit to be like, what do I even do? Like, what is, yeah. what is the thing that I even do for people? Um, but in hindsight, I could go back and see how I had done that sort of self-reflection and I'm now able to like articulate it in a framework that I can then right. reiterate to other people. But I think that that is so true that it's like, both simultaneously recognizing it as it's happening in real time and then giving yourself those key, those like moments where you're like okay I need to like step out and back and sit yeah. with it and really look at it and pay attention to it and reflect on it for a little bit um and that I think happens over time right like we never figure it yeah. out we're never like yeah. oh this is what I am this is what I do I think as entrepreneurs we're always in kind of this growth journey um, that we're always kind of evolving over time. And one thing that I want to point out to the listeners and people who, who are hearing this is that it's really important to not compare yourself to other people, especially other successful business owners who are likely, you know, 10 years ahead of you. And so that's something that I learned when, when I was, you know, starting my businesses, I would look at these companies who'd been established or had been successful in, you know, seven figures and all this stuff. And I was like, oh gosh, I should be there or I should be doing that. But when you look at it, they had a journey to get to that point to where they are now. And so you can't put yourself in their shoes where you are currently. You have to go through that time of, you know, growing your business, growing yourself um, and the journey to get to that point to be successful because it doesn't happen overnight. It's not always easy, <laughs> but it's worth the journey because you become a better person. In my opinion, as an entrepreneur, you become a better person learning these lessons along the way so that you can help somebody who was you uh, you know, five years ago or whatever. And there's a quote that I've, I heard on a, a Ed Milet podcast and it was serve the person you once were. And so that really stuck with me because I, I look back and I think, you know, like anything that I do in my business, I want to help somebody who is just a step behind me or who has uh, not quite figured out the formula or this, you know, process that I have already figured out. So I'm going to help them get to that, that place faster and easier than I did, because that's, that's the purpose, right? That, what have I learned if I don't use my, my, my learnings, if you will, to help other people. So don't compare yourself to others. You know, the, it's a journey to get to where you need to be, but, you know, accept it for what it is because you'll get there. It's just a matter of time. I think that 100% agree with you. And the other, I guess the other, only other thing I would add to that is like, not just comparing yourself to other people who may be at a different part of their journey than you, but like comparing yourself to people who are at quote unquote, the same part of their journey as you. True. Right. Because yeah. I also think um, back to what I was saying in the beginning is like, we, a lot we're f we are fed a story of what success looks like. And that yeah. does not need to be everyone's story. Right. So like success <laughs> for one person doesn't look the same. Like some people might be like, I want seven figures. And some right. people might be like, I only want to work 10 hours a week. And, <laughs> and maybe you could do both of those things. If I think it's probably possible, but um, I also think just like defining success on your, which I'm going to say defining success on your own terms. And then I will say like, 
that is the journey of a lifetime. Like that is also not like one and done. That is not no. like something that you like you figure out and you're like, great, this is what success done. looks like for the rest of my life, right? Like that's something right. we also have to relearn over and over and over again. Yeah. But just like going back to what you said about not comparing yourself to other people is like, yes, period, hard stop. Like I think that like learn from the journey of others, but like make yeah. sure you're charting your own journey and using your own Absolutely. metrics to define success on that journey. Yeah, for sure. It's so important, especially, I mean, not only in business, but in personal life too, right? To not compare yourself to others because we're all made individually and we're meant to be uh, who we are, not somebody else. So um, really get clear on on who you are and and do that that work, right? To understand what's your specialty, what's your niche, what's your, you know, zone of genius and how do you help people? And, and that's where you're going to find the most happiness and joy in, in what you do. So, um, and, and, and know that it's a journey, right? It's never like there, here's the end of the road. Okay. Uh, I figured it all out. Now I'm, I'm good. Um, there's always going to be a fork in the road. There's always going to be some sort of turn. So just, you know, embrace it and um, learn along the way. And like I said, help other people who may be just a step behind you. Absolutely. I think that is the perfect note to leave us on. Um, that you just, <laughs> that was like, you just mic dropped it, I feel like. Um, so uh, Tori, tell us where we can um, find out more about you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, always available to connect on LinkedIn. You can reach me under Tori Barker. I uh, love to, to chat with people on LinkedIn. So send me an invitation to connect and mess, message me. Uh, if you are looking for uh, service-based marketing, um, so if you're a service-based company and you need digital marketing, you can go to buzzworthy.biz. If you're a podcaster and you're looking for uh, some advice and some strategy and some growth techniques, from pod for podcast marketing, you can reach out to creativemarketing.biz. And, you know, thank you so much for having me. And, and hopefully I was able to bestow some knowledge on your listeners and just uh, happy to be here. And, and thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. It was awesome.